All right, gentlemen. So a couple of weeks ago, as you'll recall here on the award-winning Brose podcast, uh, we had a question about the use of playlists in uh, in modern culture and, the, and playlists versus mixed CDs versus mixed tapes. And, and Sean brought up a very uh, salient point, uh, which was that it would get, be good for us to get the perspective of the youths, specifically uh, youths. Jacob, uh, who is somewhere between the ages of 10 and 26 <laughs> uh, and could provide us some interesting perspective. And what Sean said, if I recall correctly, uh, was before that episode aired, <laughs> you were going to record Jake answering the question and then putting it in the episode. And I remember hearing that back when I listened to the episode just a week ago and really enjoying the clean segue into the next part of the show with no <laughs> So not only so what we decided to do is to recidify the situation. We we are we are look, we're in addition to being great podcast hosts, we're also dogged journalists. And it doesn't matter what what Slings and arrows get thrown our way. We want to get down to the truth and we want to get the the opinions. We want to get the expertise of somebody who is important to uh, the show in, I guess, some way. So, uh, so <laughs> with that, I'm pleased to bring on the one and only 75-year-old Jacob Sullivan. What's going on? What's going on, Matt? Mm, it's terrific to have you <laughs> on the show. How excited are you? I am talking to four 30, early 30s dudes uh, (laughs) hanging out doing a podcast. I've truly never been more excited for anything in my life ever. I'm I'm so sorry. But don't worry, (laughs) you have a lot of life ahead of you. uh, And there's there's a lot of opportunities for you to surpass this one particular moment. Uh, Tim, your thoughts? I thought I was told to shut up. (laughs) Yeah, can it say that word? Typical, typical infant behavior out of Tim. Being like, no, you didn't want me to talk four hours ago. I'm not talking now. Still the youngest on the Brose podcast. Emotionally, yeah. So now, Jake, uh, have you had a chance to consider the question? You you know the the general idea that you know we were talking about the idea of like you know Spotify playlist or uh, or I don't know Pandora playlist or something like that and. Uh, and- the place that has or the role that has versus like the role of a mixed CD or the role of a mix uh, mix tape back in the day. Well, I guess yeah. the question also is: Does he know what a mix tape is? Like, does he know like what tapes are from listening to mm-hmm. music? Are you familiar with plastic, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. familiar with mixtapes. I am. Uh, yeah. I'm 14, not 75. Uh, mm. Well, it would be the other one, which. Tim, can you get somebody on this to make sure that <laughs> Jake? Jake, keep going. We got we got Tim on that. Should one show before. the listeners of the Brose podcast my birth certificate. That is no. not something I would recommend. <laughs> but all right, it's not uh, really yeah. convincing. It looks like it was uh, put together in like Microsoft Paint. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So mixtapes. Uh, Sutherland has the S written backwards. It's really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So uh. As for the romance part, right, I yep. feel like, from what I've heard, it seems like it's fairly reasonable. It's not the craziest thing in the world for somebody at that was my age at the time, maybe 90s, early 2000s, to, this is pretty much a direct quote from somebody <laughs> I don't remember, but uh, to go up to somebody that you like and hand them a mixtape that you made for them, which in my <laughs> mind... Correct. That's correct. That's wild. No, don't do that now. <laughs> wild. If things don't work out with my mom, don't do that. <laughs> wow. Do it. Don't uh, do that again is the directive to Sean. So maybe, oh, again? 
Sean? <laughs> Again? What? Did you do that to my mom? No. No? no? Okay. He said again. Okay. Well, I can't hear. Continue. So. Can, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe he's cool. done it. Just maybe not to marry. Continue, continue okay. to not give my mother mix. Jake, tips. I don't know if you can hear that in your headphones. That's the sound of the podcast being brought to a screeching halt. If we could, uh, <laughs> if we could, if we could keep it going, please. Oh yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> so as for the romance part, it's not very reasonable to go up with somebody that you're not like in a relationship with. But maybe if you're in a relationship, you can make a playlist for that person. You know, with consent or whatever. <laughs> consent or whatever. With consent! <laughs> be like, be like, yeah, but be like, hey, can I make a playlist for you? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Or, or maybe they'd be like, no, that's weird, you creep. Uh, in which case, maybe you shouldn't be dating that person. But uh, as for uh, playlist being the new, like, mixtapes, absolutely it is. Because, like, in every other way, a mixtapes are the same as playlists, just playlists are usually just, like, online on Spotify, you know? So do guys and girls do that your age? Like, either it doesn't have to be somebody that you're interested in if you're not like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this, and this is my way of asking you out. But, like, you know, if you're you're dating somebody for a couple of months or something like that, and you decide you want to do something special for them for your six-month anniversary or something, will people, like, make each other Spotify playlists? Um. Yeah, so maybe they'll do something like that. I haven't personally done that uh or i haven't heard of like my friends doing that but i don't feel like that would be too unreasonable it's more so songs that are like this song reminds me of you and that kind of thing that's more like current time it's like something you would do but yeah no mixtapes in playlists overall is usually less of a thing it's more just like songs do you just like send somebody like a YouTube link or something like hey i listened to this and it's just instantaneous like here's the song i was just listening to it it made me think of you. Here it is. Yeah, it's more like I would like to, you would like text somebody on Snapchat and be like, "Hey, this song by this artist reminds me of you," or maybe like send a screenshot of Spotify lyrics and be like, "Hey, these lyrics remind me of you." That kind of thing, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, it reminds me of two thousand five. <laughs> no, not <laughs> a screenshot of Spotify lyrics. That's that's really what I did back in the day too. <laughs> no, it was really easy. You got like a snip tool on on Windows and just drag and drop the the square around it. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Man, that's I, interesting. That's interesting perspective. You get to you get to tell them that these lyrics remind me of them, and also uh, show off your mm. Photoshop skills or whatever it's called. At the, in yeah. two thousand five, you have a bunch of arrows. Yeah, two thousand five. I thought the birth certificate was enough like, for that. Two thousand five, <laughs> when I was negative three years old. Just by the way, yeah, there it is. When you were There's a bunch of arrows pointing to the pertinent. <laughs> this one's particularly reminded of you, and it's just the line "body yadi yadi yadi." Back in my day, to send lyrics to somebody, you had to listen to the song over and over and over, and actually write it down. So, um, I feel like watermelon, 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 watermelon. Oh man, that's how Tim got through our cover band days. <laughs> uh. I feel like something else that has to do with it is that, in general, songs are kind of less romantic now, in my opinion. I feel like back in early 2000s, like, 1990s type uh, songs were all, like, romantic and about, like, the relationships and stuff. But now it's much less romantic. There's a lot of songs that are much less, just, like, in general, much less romantic songs, you know? That's... That's and when you say less romantic, is it just like it's not focused? It's it's focused on the the, the physical, the the carnal part, or is it more um, just 
Yeah, partially. It's not, it, they're more negative. Partially about that, but also maybe more like, yeah, more negative, more physical, as you described it. Uh, more hmm. like, there's there's less emotion in songs now, in my opinion. Even that's coming from a 14 year old boy. There's not a lot of <laughs> emotions in songs as compared to the songs in like early 2000s, you know? I don't know. I remember listening to songs where it's just, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. So <laughs> there's not a lot of, some, some songs might not have had as much emotion to them, as all I'm saying. But I, I, mean, I it is have to dig a little bit. I think yeah. you're talking about like what top forty or whatever. Yeah, and I that that's a very good point. That honestly, I don't think any of us even considered because uh, I don't think the four of us listen to like the top forty stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. the the hmm. The popular music is not very romantic, but uh, the less popular music still overall i think is less romantic but it's not like it's not like there's not romantic songs being made anymore it's just mm-hmm. overall less of a less of a popular thing you know so let's say jake you got um you got somebody in your life that uh you, you fancy in particular and you've been you know going out with them for a couple of months or, or however sure, long you sure. decide you want to do something special with them uh musically inclined uh what would you do uh as a special musical type of gift for your special someone at your age um, I wouldn't, but, <laughs> but, right. but maybe sure playlist works. Uh, but I feel like if you want to really put some effort into it, it's better to like make something yourself or maybe, or maybe even just like piano, like chords and notes and stuff like that. It doesn't really have to be words. It's more of the thought of putting in the effort than it is the actual thing that you're making, you know? Okay. All right. I like that. That's, yeah. very, that's a very mature answer. That's somebody I would expect out of, I don't know, a 75-year-old man. <laughs> Tim, have you finished your research? I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, that's not oh, surprising. Well, I guess we'll just Tim. let Jake go this one time. There's nothing we can do about it. I don't know why we expect me to do much of anything, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Tim has spent the last 10 minutes after I asked him to do the research just bouncing a ball against the wall. Like, <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, I'm looking at rentals in Chad's Ford in northern Delaware. Okay, well, <laughs> that was remarkably specific, and I have no reason to doubt it based on the specificity of that. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts? Any questions for Jake on this? No, I think you brought up some good points, Jake. It's a very salient perspective. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jake. This is going to go out uh, about six six days before the uh, the superb owl, uh, of oh, which man. the Philadelphia Eagles are a participant. Go birds! Uh, go birds! Go birds! Go birds! Uh, what What is your prediction <laughs> for the game? Birds. Um. I have the Eagles defeating the Kansas City Chiefs twenty-seven mm-hmm. to twenty-four. Ooh, close game. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. If I that like happens, it. all three of, all four of you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Whoa! I shook on no such. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Jake hasn't gotten to the business law part of his his curriculum, where he's just like, "I have made a demand, and now it's a contract." No, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Whatever I say, you guys have to do. That's, I'm older than you. That's how it works, man. Well, I think, oh, you know, well, I think, I think respect you your actually, elders. Um, yeah, a fair point. I don't know. I think you have to put it up against my bet, which is that uh, I just hope that both teams have a good time. You know what? I respect that. I really do. I don't. I don't think you do, but that's fine. Uh, I respect Jake, that, man. Jake, uh, you've really outdone yourself this time. Uh, do you have any final words for the listener out there? 
Nah, just kidding. We don't care. Uh, hey. Thanks for uh, for joining hey. us. Um, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go birds. Go birds. There we go. Go birds. Attaboy. Attaboy. Jake, Jeez. it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for joining Thanks, the Brose Podcast and providing us the perspective of the youths. The youths. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Bye, Jake. Bye. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnella. Joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And coming into us live, floating somewhere in the aerospace above the state of Montana, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. It's cold up here. I need a hat. I'm bald. <laughs> we'll shoot you out of the sky if you're not careful. You mean if I'm lucky? Maybe if you're lucky. Uh, how you guys doing? Awesome. Pretty good. You know, not too bad. Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Done mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that we might get a, an appearance from a, from a special guest bro in a couple of minutes. Can't confirm or deny, but it'll be for a span of like, yeah, eight to ten minutes, something like that, <laughs> and then they're going to go away. Sean, do you know anything about this? I don't know. I feel like I wasn't really there for that. <laughs> no, no. It's so, almost, as if that. You, almost as if you couldn't hear anything during it, or can't hear anything during it. Is what I'm Perhaps. I mean, it, it, would, I, it would make sense for me as a character, I think. <laughs> yeah, it would be. We're bringing a special appearance in just a couple of minutes from uh, from a friend of the show, Jake Sutherland, uh, who's going to pop on and uh, give us his take on a question that we discussed a couple weeks ago that we wanted the younger perspective on because that's the age we're at, guys. We have to we have to like contract in somebody to give the us youths. the perspective of the generation before us. Um, After. Is there a generation? Is, is, so Gen Z is is the current like youngest generation that anybody cares about, right? Yes. Okay. So Does anyone one, care not- about them? <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Boom, boom. Got him. Slam. Yeah. Tim's never going to make it to management with that attitude. Gen Z <laughs> runs the workplace now. I don't know if you heard. Mm-hmm. No. I just yeah, show up you. at work and be like, shut up, Scooter. Yeah. They're all named Scooter, too. It's brutal. Yeah. Scooter I, and I, Aiden. I've, I've not met What's a great Gen is Z the guy I call Scooter is named Aiden. There you go. Perfect. Boom. Damn Aidens, man. They're taking over the planet. That's why you call them all Scooter, and then I'm, suddenly the, the Aiden power is sapped from them. My Both my nieces have changed their name to Scooter, so. That's a bit weird. All right. There's so many Scooters. <laughs> is, it, is it a nickname thing, or they just decide No, they're just, the they're, just, they're just Scooters now. It's just Scooter sc- people. Scooter Sweeten. And Scooter Sweet. You look too. at him, he's like, you know, I, when I see you, I don't see a, you know, a, a Jenny or a Kelsey. I see a Scooter. And exactly. they're like, I got it. You know, uh, go down yeah. to the courthouse and solve this problem right away. I'm not a Scooter, uh, I'm a moped. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, we are on the 76th session of Brose. Oof. And so... With that, I think it's important for us to to recap what the show is about. Do you guys remember what the show is about? No. What show? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, wait. We're recording? Yeah, crickets. Uh, the premise <laughs> of the show is that we each bring a question to the table. Uh, it could be about life, the universe, or everything. Uh, it could be about life, the universe, or anything. It could be the life, about the life, the universe, and nothing. It could be about any of those three 
broad, broad subject. So really, anything that tickles our fancy that we want to discuss with our bros. But we also take questions from you, the audience, and we highly encourage you to send those questions into us because we would love to answer them and tackle them with a mix of intelligence and mirth and a third thing. So email them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. B-R-O-S-E questions at gmail.com. But first, we've got to discuss what we are drinking because we are a drinking podcast nominally. Uh, so <laughs> Tim Hansen, I'm going to start with you. What are you drinking? Um, so I am drinking St. Holda or Herlda. I don't know what an O umlaut with an umlaut sound over it, make, it makes in German. Uh, some German Pinot Noir, or apparently it's German. This is a pretty shitty label, uh, and it was from like the shithole beer shop across the street. So uh, I'll take it with a grain of salt. It is a grain of salt might be the primary ingredient based on that description. <laughs> and the sip. Um, it's actually gotten better because I, I had started drinking this uh, before the show actually started and it tasted kind of like bad grape juice. Mm. And now it just kind of tastes like ever so slightly alcoholic like grape juice that maybe is about to go bad, but it's not super sweet. So it doesn't taste fucking gross. Uh, it's fine. It's not particularly great. I will never buy it again. I think it was like nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, all right, Sean O'Brien. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Walnut Block Wines 2022 Sauvignon Blanc. And it is, uh, it, it smells just like mango. And it tastes also like mango. So. <laughs> So it's good. It's it's sweeter than what I was expecting, but it, I'm not mad at it. I don't I don't know if I get it again, but it's fine. It's pretty good. What does it smell like? It smells like mango. mango. <laughs> yeah, I was always looking like, what is it supposed to taste like? Because I don't really know. Because I only yeah. ever get like Chardonnay or Rosé. So I was like, let me see. What is Sauvignon Blanc supposed to taste like? And that wasn't really helpful because none of it said mango. So... <laughs> <laughs> where's the mango i have that's, that's my uh my guiding star all right i am continuing to work on this enormous bottle of liberty creek merlot i i'm looking at it uh this is the fourth episode consecutively that i will have been drinking this i'll be drinking it the next two sessions as well and i'm looking at it more and more as like a homework assignment uh, with every with every episode it's not that it's bad it's just there's so much of it and I'm like I, i'm probably going to be drinking this until i'm like 40 it's 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 very substantial bottle uh, it's fine it's a fine merlot uh but it you know it's it's comes in one of those economy bottles and i i have no no proof to back this up but i feel like the big bottles once they're opened like definitely don't contain flavor the way that the smaller bottles do mm-hmm. that is completely anecdotal not a speck of scientific evidence to it is just my experience. It could also be that, you know, they, they, they really fine wines don't put, you know, don't sell them in like, you know, one and a half liter bottles. So, when it, you know, it could be a self-selecting sample. But one way or the other, it is fine. Uh, my neighbor, who is a 49ers fan, got it for me. And to Julian, I just want to say, sorry about Brock Purdy, man. <laughs> Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Yeah. Uh, now, Rich, my understanding is you have uh, you are not drinking with us this evening. 
yes, uh, on, I'm honestly probably going to be abstaining from drinking for probably the next uh, one or two sessions. Um, so, for the most part, over the past, like, two months, I just haven't been feeling great at all. Um, and I've been seeing the doc. I've seen the doctor once a month for the past two months, at least. And finally got blood work done, and they think I have diabetes. So, uh, I am working on cutting weight, I'm working on losing weight, and getting healthy again before I start binge drinking. So, uh, tonight I am drinking some Boss herbal tea from Wegmans. Um, the peach kind? That's what I had. Huh? The peach kind? No, it's the non-caffeinated kind. Oh. The Boss is a uh, big hit in our house, yeah. uh, especially when my, when my wife was pregnant because uh, it's naturally caffeine-free. Uh, it tastes pretty good. Uh, an admirable uh, task that you're on, Rich. I, I would say that uh, abstaining from alcohol drinking is the official non-alcoholic activity of the Brose podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. It would be. I would be. It's, it's, abstinence is a, is a strong thing. So yeah. uh, b- best to you. And uh, if and when you decide you want to return to the the realm of drinking, uh, you know it'll be great. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's right now. I just got started on a course of medicine to help with my sugars and everything yesterday, and I didn't even think about asking my doctor about taking it with alcohol. And it says ask your doctor about it. I have an appointment to see him uh, the beginning of March, so I'm just gonna wait until then. So this session and next session probably no alcohol. Maybe a glass of wine at most if I do drink next session. But it's it's really like I've been wanting to try to get fit and lose weight since honestly after Thanksgiving. But I've just been basically sick or feeling shitty for the past two months. Today was honestly the first day where like I didn't either have a coughing fit or just like was just very drained or whatever in like a long time. That I was actually able to like take Chase out for a walk and 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 stuff. It was nice, but it's I've been working on eating healthier and meal prepping and whatnot, and now it's just actually getting the weight down. Aces, mm-hmm. excellent man. Now we got a couple of questions. We've each brought a question to the table, uh, as we always do in each episode. Brose questions at gmail.com, though, if you want. Uh, your question answered on the air, you out there in the audience. Does anyone have something they want to start us off with? Tim Tim Hansen. I will. It's not the question I had already forgotten, but it's a new one. (laughs) Okay. Um, We've discussed books a little bit here and there. uh, And I've been reading one of the last couple Stephen King's novels recently. And I'm about halfway through and, there's just like a turn of events that it's not like, oh, plot twist. It's just like, what the fuck was that? And it ends up like getting to something really cool. But is there a moment in any book that you've read that just was so far out of left field that it was borderline jarring um, or or not even borderline jarring, just very jarring and just like, what does this have to do with this book? Whether it came back and resolved itself or not, is there anything like that that you can think of? Uh, I'm thinking. Oh, go ahead, Trey. Oh, I was just uh, so it's also a Stephen King book, and it's it. And spoiler alert for the near the end of it. Towards if you haven't read the book, towards the end, there's this weird scene where all of the kids are in a sewer and they all have sex with each other. And it's really, really bizarre. And it's supposed to, like, um, 
you know, symbolize maturity or anything, but, but it's like, that's, it's just really fucking weird. Like, it's just like, I love that book, but that part just freaks me out. Like, it's just like, it doesn't, it's so out of place. It's just like, it's just really bizarre. And it's also kids. So it's like extra weird. It's just like, I, that maybe the most uncomfortable. And I had to read that for school. So, hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's real bizarre. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I, like, I, I kind of get it, and he was, like, way high on cocaine then, so, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just very, it just, like, it, it just kind of, it, you know, it takes me out of it. I'm like, let me reorient myself, because this is, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I wasn't expecting to run into this. This is less like a stone-cold twist, but it was sort of like a, like, an extensive, and I, I, I I don't know, like a, like a post-log or something like that. So the Ronan Farrow wrote a book called Catch and Kill that is about uh, functionally like the Harvey Weinstein scandal and the the culture of, of Hollywood media sort of protecting the protecting its elites, basically. Uh, and, and, you know, how people like like Weinstein and Matt Lauer got away with what they did and, and how like a lot of their a lot of their transgressions were covered up for so long. And, uh, the, the, but the story is told in such a way that it almost seems like a spy novel. Cause there's all the, like the reporter who's reporting on all these allegations and interviewing all of these victims for television is getting these like strange emails from people, like giving him very veiled threats. And, you know, he feels like these people following him everywhere from all these other media companies. And he's getting a lot of pressure from his bosses to not to, to pull his story because Weinstein himself is, is, you know, in their corner and, and it's very it's a very fascinating and, in, and infuriating story. Uh, and, but then there's a, there's a scene uh, about three quarters of the way, maybe a little bit more than that um, in the book when Weinstein is sentenced, he goes to jail and me reading that. I'm like, all right, that's the end of the story, <laughs> but there's more afterwards, which is very interesting. And, and it, 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 the, it focuses the last couple of chapters focus on this like overseas spy intelligence company that, like the National Enquirer and all these other like tabloid uh, enterprises that catch and kill these these stories for for the powerful people. There's this like overseas spy entity that reveals itself at the end of the book, and it. it but and and again, it's not a twist because it happened in real life. I get why it was included in the story. It's very you know again interesting and kind of scary that these these media companies have access to these sorts of people and these sorts of companies, these shady, these shady organizations. But for me, the last couple of chapters, even though that's like very important, I was like, I don't know, man, for me, like the book is done. Like story's over. Like mm-hmm. Weinstein went to jail. Like he's, he's not the only villain, but he's the big fish in this story. And he's, he's away. Like he's locked away. There's this great scene in the story when, you know, he's like asking the front desk of prison, like, you know, where, where his like nice jacket is. And the guy at the front desk is like, yo man, you're in jail. You don't get your nice jacket anymore. And to me, I'm like, oh my God, it's a knockout blow. And that's it. But then, but there's still all this other stuff afterwards. So it's less like a a twist and more of like a, like, I know I should be more invested in this part of it. But like, for me, I already got that payoff to some Mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it was, uh, like the one of the main ones that I can remember was uh we all I'm sure we all know The Walking Dead. We have mm-hmm. either seen parts of it or heard of it or whatever. Uh, I was big into reading the comics, and from the comics, 
they had a series of novels that I believe may still be ongoing. Uh, the first one being called The Rise of the Governor. Uh, I want to ask anybody if if you can remember, you know, it's no no problem if you don't. Do you remember what the name of the governor was? Like what his actual name was? I never watched it. You never so watched okay. what you're talking about. So in the comics in the show, his name is Philip Blake. So I go to read this book, and the first chapter, first two chapters, are through the eyes and in the perspective of Brian Blake, his brother, and that threw me through a loop right there. Like, I was like, wait, this is The Rise of the Governor. This is about Philip. Why am I reading a book through the perspective of Brian? Um, You read the book. It's really fucking good. It's like, it's written by Berth Kirkman, who wrote the comics, and Jay Bonasignia, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, who's a pretty good, like, horror uh, book writer. And by the end of the book, it turns out, oh, Brian ends up, spoiler alert, Brian kills Philip and then takes his name. And I was just, I was just like, oh, wow. And that's a good payoff. Like, I was just, my mind was blown, but I was like, at the first couple, like, I had to read the first few chapters once or twice, or like two or three times, because I was just like, did I miss something? This is supposed to be about the governor. Why is it in this perspective? But then you get, you get to the end and it's just like, oh no, he, he kills his brother and then takes over his brother's persona. And I was just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is great. It was that, and uh, I talked about this that during the beginning of the pandemic. I read a Batman book, which was about him uh, stopping a ring of uh, um, uh, sex trafficking in minors, mm-hmm. and he went to like some Eastern, East Asian country to like stop this whole thing, and like pretty much yeah, went. This, this was Bat. This was Batman versus Antifa, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was, uh, I, I still have it. It's over there somewhere, but it's like Batman, the, the, the worst enemy or something like that. It was like, it, it was it's not, man. <laughs> it, it's not affiliated with like really any of the comics or anything like that. I think it's a one-off its own thing. And it was just like, when I started reading this, I was like, all right, this is a Batman book that my grandmother had in her house. Let me read it in her memory. And I start reading it and it's about him like stopping a sex trafficking room. I'm like, what? Huh? Where's the Joker? Where's Mr. Freeze? This is too real. I don't like it. (laughs) It was good. I mean, who do you think were the clients? (laughs) True, true. Come on, man. (laughs) Fucked Uh, up. Yeah. Is there any other any other major twists? So the the one that I caused me to bring this up, which is funny, uh, because it's actually kind of sort of similar to Sean's take from it. (laughs) Um, The book is Billy Summers. Uh, it's one of his newer ones. Short synopsis. Essentially, it's about uh, a hitman who is doing one last job, as those are the most interesting stories. Uh, but the interesting part about him is uh, he only kills bad people. Like, that's like one of his things. It's like, eh, all, right, all right, here's the job. But like, I need the evidence that this person deserves what I'm about to give them. Um. Blah, 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 blah. So, like, third of the way through the book, assassination happens. Spoiler. Sorry. And I'm like, right, similar to your part, Matt, it's just like, okay, is is that not the end of the story? Is that not right. what the point of this was? Yeah, he killed the, the killing guy, killed the person. Yeah, so then he goes to ground, waiting for everything to die down uh, in, like, the middle of fucking nowhere. 
and then just all of a sudden he's like, yeah, it's raining. And I heard a car slam on the brakes. And then uh, this van opens up and dumps some woman on the ground. So I go and I save her. And it's just like, why are we just dropping yeah, a wait. sexual assault into the middle? Of- what? This has nothing yeah. to do with fucking anything. And like, that's all that's current. Like, it's not the only thing that's currently happening in the story. I haven't finished it yet, but it's just like, what's going on? What? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of those where, like, he, he completes the killing, and then there's like 18 chapters afterwards of just him like hitting the sandwich shop, like getting the coffee, <laughs> like <laughs> went upstairs, went to sleep. Everything else that's happening in the story is like, oh, this is good, and not for the. I'll get to that next question next episode, but it's just like. What the fuck is this? And it wasn't just a one and done. Now it's a continuing storyline. It's like, but I don't care. <laughs> That's tough, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, that was good. Anybody else? No. Mm-mm. No other twists. Big twist or turn. What did twist? It was the plants the whole time. <gasps> Always the plants. That's why it's a cliche. <laughs> Uh, we did get some questions in the email from uh, from question compiler Mary O'Brien. Uh, you guys want to do one of those? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Rich, how about you read question number one? Oh, on this I list? actually have to open it up. Do it. I can just do it. Yeah, just um, do it. I I, right. I didn't have it set up. Do it. All right. Uh, here we go. Question. On the TV show Survivor, cast members had to either shit in a hole or "quote unquote" aqua dump, which is exactly what it sounds like. Which would you prefer? Aqua dump. Aqua dump. A hole. A hole. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Right down the middle, baby. <laughs> All right, Tim, present your case for aqua dump. I don't have one. It's got a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Honestly, I don't care. That sounds like Billy so- Hayes here for the Aqua Dump. <laughs> Honestly, it can withstand it- storm force winds. <laughs> Honestly, I mean- it would be just shitting in a hole uh, because it's the whole process of going on an Aqua Dump. I'm imagining yeah. it's just going into the water and shitting while you're in the water, and the water I mean, just takes it away. Like what it is. That sounds like so much effort. Where it's just like. There's a hole over there that I've made a makeshift seat over. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's actually... It depends on what kind of poo it is. If it's like a mm. normal poo, then probably the hole. But if it's one of those liquidy bad poos, mm. that's going to... Aqua- I'm going to go into the ocean. I'm just going to aqua dump and swim while I'm doing it so that I'm just leaving it. I'm, I'm, I'm crop dusting while I'm in the ocean, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Clean myself up while doing it at the same time. Just wondering why everybody's like voting you off the island. Like, <laughs> why did crop dust your sweet and finally uh, got voted? The off. waves just bring it back and slap you yeah. in the face with it. Look, you <laughs> don't. The- you don't have toilet paper. Like, so if you're getting one of those, if you got the runs, and you're going to your hole every time to to do that. It's just going to be easier just to go to the the water, to running stream or something like that, and just let it go. Just call it the they call it the enema dump. Because <laughs> if you're in a water, and look, man, I don't care how look. I, I think at a certain age, everybody decides that they're like really good at shitting for some reason. <laughs> Unless you are incredible at doing this, you're going to get some water entering the system on the retraction. 
And you don't want that, man. You don't want seawater doing that. You don't also, know what I want. <laughs> well, I mean, look, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, look, maybe Rich's thing is crop dusting, and maybe your thing is like just enjoying the aqua dump too much. I don't know. Listen, but, I uh, am a big fan of bidets, so like, you don't know. Yeah. That's true. But furthermore, I can't I wait to have a bidet again. Just the idea of like your 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 product floating to the surface is just not something I can get on board with. Uh, I don't want to run that risk. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want the appearance of it. I want no part of it. The move is you shit in the hole. And then if you're worried about, uh, you know, the the fact that you're you're not gonna be able to clean yourself off, then you go in the water and you just Mm -hmm. bathe yourself at that point and clean off the remains. Uh, always hold, never not shitting in a hole. No, cause there, there definitely have been times when I've been in the ocean and not been able to get like move from where I am. You know what I mean? Like you, like you just like hit the wrong, like mm-hmm. the tide's going out, and you're like, "Well, I guess I am stuck in this spot." And yeah. ideally, the you know the the poop gets swept away from you. But like, what if you what if you're facing the wrong direction and it's just mm-hmm. right at that your back or something? Awful, terrible. Yeah, you you got a riptide. Like it's too much, too much variability in that. Yeah, no no bueno. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, Reg, are you sticking with the aqua? Well, I'm sticking with it depends are, are on the poo. It depends on the poo. Yeah, regular poo, regular poo, it'll be the whole. Bad poo, it'll mm-hmm. be the aqua dump. Uh, does anybody have any other thoughts on uh, this This either or? The would you rather of Survivor? I didn't know they did this in Survivor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it adds up <laughs> now, thinking about it. But like, it's I mean, how many options do you have? <laughs> Yeah, this is this is uh, seemingly a new revelation because I I just looked it up because I wanted to see if there was like a a gra- not a graph but like a how many people do one Congrats. versus how many people do the other type of thing. We need a bar chart <laughs> of your pooping style. Five thirty eight dot com with a full breakdown. <laughs> an insider, there's an insider report from the fifth of January of this year talking about how they taught there was a three time contestant. Uh, Survivor uh, competitor shares everything you've ever wondered about going to the bathroom on the island. I've uh, never wondered. <laughs> no, I haven't. Have you ever wanted to know? Like, if I wake up in the morning, like, boy, I need to know the news. I need to know the the Sixer score, and I need to know how the guys on Survivor take a shit. Who shit where? <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Who's next? I'll go. I'll go. All right, Rich. Um. So. What do you guys do when you feel absolutely defeated? How do you get out of that slump? How do you get out of that feeling? Do you do anything? It's with the past couple weeks, months, and everything going on, and uh, with the news about potentially being diabetic, and then on top of that, and I know this is dumb, I haven't been able to beat many of the video games I've played lately that are just like, I get to the very end and I can't do it and it's a letdown and I've just been absolutely defeated, like, mentally, like, crushed. And it's just like, I'm trying to figure out ways to how to get out of this slump. And so it's like, what do you guys do if you ever get this feeling, if you ever get this sense that you've been defeated or that you're highly defeated in general about your biggest hobby or just in life in general what do you do do you do anything special or what do you do i don't think my answer will be helpful to you (laughs) um for two reasons that will be very become very quickly self-evident 
uh, step one is uh, essentially just snuggle up to Martha and cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, not afraid to admit it. Definitely done that recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this whole moving back from North Carolina or the whole North Carolina uh, stint. Uh, there's no way, like, yes, not everything works out, and maybe this will be for the better, and nice to be home, but there's no way to, like, <laughs> there's no way to look at this and not be like, well, I fucked things up, and this was a total fucking failure. Um, so yeah, that definitely happened. And then the other one is uh, drink a lot, <laughs> which is unhealthy, and you are currently yeah. not drinking, so <laughs> that. Yeah. Huh. I think I think the confiding, having somebody to confide in, or, or confide in, whether it's a friend or a loved one or family member or or therapist or or what have you, like somebody that you've got a close connection with, is definitely huge. I, mm-hmm. I certainly remember uh, when uh, just about 10, 10, 11 months ago, um, when Jordan was first of all, there were a lot of things leading up to my daughter being born, where they presented my wife and I with some challenges, and then when Jordan was born, like we we loved her a lot, and it was also still just like it was a brain shake of a of a change like it was it was one of those things where like even though this is what we wanted we were looking at it going oh my god i can't but we mm-hmm. we're never going to be able to figure this out and like you know there, there's there were definitely those moments where we were just like looking at each other going like holy shit man like, and like but we had each other and it was like all right we we're gonna we're gonna figure this this next challenge out and then we did um but but it, it's confiding in somebody uh and having somebody to short term honestly when i feel defeated or when i feel like that that sense of of defeat or anxiousness or or depression coming on standing up and taking a five minute walk helps me in the moment Mm -hmm. uh just changing perspective getting the juices flowing doing something so you're not just sitting there alone with your brain uh, and uh, or going for a walk outside or going for a jog or, or doing some light, you know, some light exercise or something like that. That will help me. Like, you have no idea, like, how many times I've been, like, beaten down at work or having a rough day. And I say, you know, what? at lunch, I'm just going to get out and go for a run or I'm going to go and, you know, just just do something in the garage or, or just take a walk or walk around the house and do some chores or something like that. Something very simple, a very easily accomplishable task. And at the end, I'm like, okay. I feel fine now because I, I, I got the endorphins going and I got the or I, I, I got a bunch of stuff done. So it's like I did, I'm not defeated because I failed to accomplish a bunch of stuff at work. I'm accomplished because I did the dishes and the laundry and I, I made the bed and did all this other stuff in the last 45 minutes. And now I'm going to go back to work sort of refreshed. So I think anytime you are pressed, sort of pressed against the glass when just staring at all the stuff that you feel like you've you're you're not succeeding at or that you're you're struggling with just it metaphorically and physically taking a step back and walking around and taking a step away and just allowing your mind to focus on something anything else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. <sighs> so when i feel defeated um that's hard i think it's very situation dependent i think Mm -hmm. you know if it's something i like like if it is video games because i've i think we've all been there like you're on like the last boss and you're just like it's not fun like you want to do it so much but it's just like not fun anymore usually in those moments i will take a break and play a game 
that I am very good at. <laughs> and just, like, annihilate it. Like, I'll, like, I'll go play Mario, like, I'll go play Mario Kart online. You know what I mean? And then I'll, I'll like, I'll, yeah, I won't... Kick w- the shit out of some teenagers. For sure. And I, I, I won't... Yeah, fuck those I won't, kids. Like, uh... Yeah, like, I'll go to the... Not... Because if you go to, like, the, the worldwide one, like, I'm lucky if I come in top five, but, like, the local ones, I can, like, dominate. Like, so, so, like, I'll just do that, or I'll play, like, um, I don't know, like, an easy game, like, Spider-Man, like, just mm-hmm. a game that I'm good at, and that's not too difficult, and then I, you get that kind of rush, and you kind of get back, you know, you loosen up, and sometimes taking that break, for whatever reason, like, you'll go back to it, like, a week or two later, and it'll just be, like, you know, the first time you try again, it'll, that'll be the time it kind of clicks for you, for whatever reason, yeah, but um, so like that, or like you know, with frisbee, sometimes I'll just like, what I'll do is I'll just do like the bare, the bare bones version of it, where I'll just take out like three frisbees that I don't usually use, but are like fun to throw, and I'll just take them out, and not really care about, like I'll just have no expectations and just be doing it to like kind of like fully like it's it's essentially the same as Matt's five minute walk. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I'm, I'm not focused on like my performance right now. I'm just like doing something physical, getting out there. And there's like a kind of a set, you know. There's it's in a boundary, so I don't. I'm not just going to be walking forever. And I, when I'm done, I'm done, and I can just go home. Yeah, it should man for games. Do some Ring Fit Adventure, <laughs> which I've yeah. been playing, and is uh, there have been just some days where it's just so freaking cold. Uh, and it's like, all right, I don't want to run outside and I don't want to burn the 15 minutes it's going to take me to drive to the gym. I'll just go play Ring Fit for like 30 minutes. That's all I have time for. Uh, and it, it does. It does you good. Like it's 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 not bad. Ring Ring Fit is great. Uh, so it's like with my situation, everything like with me, especially gaming wise, it's uh, with stream. I I pride myself in like I I beat a lot of games and of the four games that I've played over the course of January, I've only beaten one of them. And it was a terrible... It sucked. The game was the worst. Mm. And so I've just been, like, beat down. Like, I got halfway, more than halfway through one of them, and I'm just like, this isn't fun. I'm getting too mad. I got two levels into another one. I'm like, this just sucks. And, like, it's more of, like, I'm feeling defeated because, like, even the the uh, Sifu, the most recent one, I absolutely love this game. The final boss is cheating. It just cheats. It takes out one of your abilities that you would normally be able to use against all the rest of the game. You can't use it now. So, like, it takes out half of your fighting style. Or for me, that's how I killed most of the bosses. Um, and so I'm just, like, with, with all of that and, like, I feel like I'm failing my viewers because I, I'm not beating these games and I'm giving up. Mega Man X6, Mega Man X8, and Sifu, I am not playing again. I'm not going back to them. And I feel so Mega Man X is Mega- so because you couldn't beat two of like historically notoriously the most difficult games to beat of all time. You feel like you're letting down the viewers. Yeah, I, because I I beat I beat. I beat all all eleven Mega Man games. I beat all nine Resident Evil games in a month. I every game I play on my stream, I beat, 
And there are two games that I... There are now three games that I've started that are all... One of them, I just... It's just a very bad game. It is just known to be a bad game, and I just can't... It just sucks. I can't Are people myself, giving you shit for not beating them? No, I'm giving myself shit for not beating them. It's what it is. Right. It's like, I I feel like I'm failing my, my, my viewers, uh, and in turn, like, I'm feeling de- this this level of defeat and i did do some of what you guys said i talked with my discord and they're all like no nah, you're good don't worry about it but it's still that level of like i didn't do it and i usually yeah. do it and like i have no interest in going back to do it because i was so mad at them when i did them they're like i feel i failed well and also i mean look you do that as not just because you're trying to serve the viewer you're doing that because you decide this is this is an enjoyable way for you to a, spend your time and b potentially turn it into a revenue stream. And if it knows it is no longer become if if by you beating your head against the wall over these couple of games, it no longer becomes that. You start to dread those moments because yeah. like, I got freaking try and beat Cyber Peacock or whoever the I know Cyber Peacock's in Mega Man X something <laughs> or other. His final boss. All right, Magma uh, Dragoon. Like, I can't, I can't <laughs> beat this one. Like, if it's, but if it's no longer fun for you anymore, then what 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 is yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's uh, that, like that's what even some of my uh, people on my Discord said it was like, look, if you're not having fun, don't feel bad for not beating it. Don't feel bad for not making it through because it's not fun for people to watch somebody not having fun. And like, yeah, I get it, but it's still like this is probably gonna sit until at least until I feel like I'm in a better both health, both mental health, physical health, and maybe even beat a game or two. <laughs> but, like, it's just this level of, like, I've not been able to accomplish any of my goals I've wanted to over the past few months, and it kind of just sucks. Yeah, I think I think in those situations, genuinely setting very small goals can be very helpful. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're just, like, if you're, like, bummed you haven't beaten a game, like, find a game that you know is, like, like, beat, um... Was moving out? Is that that game that you recommended to Mary, Matt? The, oh yeah, the yeah. one and yeah, it, unpacking, unpacking, where it's unpacking. just like yeah, where it's just like it's a it's a full story based game. The it's it's really like Mary beat it, and Mary okay. is not 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 to say that to, Mary isn't good at games, Ooh, and she would she would agree with that. But she had but she had a great time and was able to get through the whole game. And so I think like have being like, I'm going to beat an easy game. Like, I mean, you don't have to like frame it that way for your viewers. Cause like, that's, yeah. that's not great. But like being like, Hey, this, this seems like a fun game. I'm just going to play this and just like, and even like in your day to day, be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, do five dishes, like not even all of them, just like a couple, enough to have dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just yeah. like those real little I, things, and yeah. I think that can be that can be super helpful to kind of reorient yourself to a, yeah, just kind of more, a more positive outlook, and then and you know, and I think even if you have really big goals, it might be helpful to take a look at them and see if there's a way you can break them out and be like, there are portions of this goal, you know? Like. Yeah. I, and I, I have done that. Like the, the three of you guys are on my discord. I created a channel where it's accountability buddies and it's like, here's all my goals. If anybody else wants to talk about their goals, they can add them. And like, I have a bunch of goals of what I want to accomplish. And right now I 
accomplished my walk more than I did the previous week by walking once this week. So I did something, <laughs> dude. Don't no shame in that game. You did you you accomplished the goal. You did you didn't walk last week. You walked this week. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's no reason to be like oh, I did it because I like I didn't do I did more than zero. Like you did it. You did the thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I have here. Uh, by the way, a list of the 10 Mega Man X bosses with most ridiculous names, if you guys would enga- indulge me for this. Yes, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. Uh, go for it. Go for oh, it. They're, 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 they're great. I remember some of these, but not all. I haven't played mm. all the, the games, but uh, Wire Sponge, uh, Vanishing Gungaroo, uh, Gravity Antonian, Metal Shark Player, Rainy Turtloid, Split Mushroom, Toxic Seahorse, Boomer Coanger, Duff McWhalen, <laughs> And bamboo pandemonium. <laughs> I so, think I recognize two of those, and I think I, they're all from four X four. Duck Duff McWhalen. I Duff McWhalen. Duff like, McWhalen. Oh, it's, it's like Duff McKagan. And split I, mushroom. I I over the course of the last eight weeks, I've played all eight of those games, and I only recognize like three of those names. Um, Duff McWhalen. But fun, funny, fun fact: the the Duff McWhalen and the Izzy Sparks and all them in Mega Man X six five, I think that mm. one was. Uh, that's that wasn't their name in Japan. That yeah. was just their English names because the localizer was a the localizer's husband was a fan of those pop bands, and so they named them after all of those. Yeah, is he straddling? Well, yeah. Was it Duff, Duff McWhalen? Is he something or other? Is he Sparks? And then is he Sparks? Is he straddling? It's all Guns N' Roses members. Uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses and other like pop, 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 like pop rock. Uh, pop, like pop, you're, pop, ma- you're making pop, a bunch pop, of fifty year olds mad by calling by calling out Guns N' Roses pop. <laughs> they're, they're True. Mad. He's like they're real rock and roll. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Does anybody else have a question? Um. Did you ask one, Matt? That wasn't Mary's mine, question. No, mine's kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot to go on it, uh, but it's more just to say it's it's okay. So, it's it's frankly it's more of a um, sort of a personal request. Um, has anyone seen my balloon? Like i I have this like couch sized white balloon that I haven't seen for a couple of days. I, I think it's somewhere in the Mountain West. And it's just sort of like hanging out. It's very big. Like it's extremely big. Like like conspicuously and suspiciously big. Um, and I'm worried I might get in trouble if I don't find it. Do you guys know where my balloon is? Uh, you might want to talk to the Pentagon about that. Um... Why would I need to talk to the Pentagon? It's just a balloon. Uh, I. You're scared. It's great me, because why as would the soon as just... be involved in my balloon. I, I loved it because I already knew. <laughs> What do you mean you're gonna talk to the Pentagon? Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would I? Why would I need to do that? It's just a balloon. C- c- come on, guys, you got to believe me. I just wanted to know whether or not it was gonna rain in Montana. So I actually saw the notification on Twitter, but it wouldn't open it this morning about it. W- what's going on with this fucking balloon? Like Matt uh, lost his like, balloon. Weren't you listening? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah no, on, I wasn't. It's... Obviously. My daughter's birthday is in two months, and I asked specifically to get this balloon. <laughs> or, and it's, it's got to be able to survive at 66,000 feet. Uh, <laughs> and it's for her first birthday. Uh, so there is a Chinese uh, balloon that is, is, is assumed, or I guess determined by the United States military uh, and the intelligence community to be a surveillance balloon. 
The Chinese claim that it's a weather balloon that was blown off track. Um, it just happens to be floating across the entire continental United States. And uh, they're not going to, the U.S. is going to shoot it. So the U.S. is going to shoot it down because they're like, it's just, it's, there's no weapons on it. And we don't want to risk something going screwy and it landing and like hurting a civilian or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, the secretary of state was just about to go to China for like a, for a diplomatic visit. And they just called it off. Cause they're like, yo, you guys sent a fucking spy balloon over our country, <laughs> uh, and violated international law. So that that's the long and short of it. it I, I believe it just popped into the news within the last like 24 hours. So I think yeah, that's yeah. all yeah. I was, know about it. It was, I saw something about like real space UFO over such and such. And I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, Pentagon yeah. acknowledges. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, well, my, my, Montana's like the perfect state for that too. Cause you know, yeah. like, there's definitely some people who are like, holy shit, that's a spy plane. And then there's other people who are like, this is it. They're coming for us. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, in that typical Montana accent that I've been practicing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, perfect. perfect. So Excellent. You, you know that there's somebody there who's like in the, in the middle of the country is just like, I knew it. I knew it. Here they come. <laughs> Yeah. So the Chinese are spying on us. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? So things are. What are you going to do? Up. Yeah. I mean, it, I hate to be that I mean, guy, but it's like, yeah, look, this is, you know, we, we, we spied on the Germans and they're our allies. So yeah, the Chinese would eventually try to spy on us. But now they're, they're escalating. It's like, this is a violation of international law. And I'm like, God fucking. Just damn. don't. Just don't. Just <laughs> don't. Just I mean, don't. also don't send your balloon. Don't don't yeah, use your yeah. balloon to try and spy on your the other country. But uh, that's like the next escalation. It's like the it's in, in an era of advanced technology. It, it, again, the very limited amount I've read about this is like the balloon is much e- much more difficult to find on like radar. So it's like we're gonna we're gonna go lower tech and send this like harmless looking. <laughs> you know, sectional couch size balloon and you're not gonna be able to pick it up with your fancy technology because it's a fucking balloon. <laughs> and not a satellite. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how long it's been like if it's Montana you said, like that's, that's where they saw it. It was like I, passing yeah, passing over the sky in Montana. Allegedly. How, that's 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 wild. That's Allegedly wild. Montana is a state, that's correct. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all. Uh, uh, this is coming out a couple days after the, the story break, so we could find out more about it. But the chi- I, what I did enjoy about the coverage was, um, so I listened to an update uh, just before we were recording, and uh, the Chinese, again, Chinese government says that it was a weather balloon that got blown astray. Um, and the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I think the, the terminology they used was like, the United States um, has not substantiated that claim, uh, which is basically like the diplomatic way of saying, like, we call bullshit. Yeah. It's not a weather balloon. <laughs> We don't think we we're just researching stuff. There's I'm going to go ahead and um, say no. I mean, there's no way a weather balloon would be able to float from China to the States and still be inflated. Like, that's that's the problem. Like, I'm pretty sure that's very possible, just highly unlikely. Yeah, what if they have a guy on the plane? Do you know? On the balloon, oh, just blowing into it every couple of minutes. Yeah. The, then you know that definitely is a, a, a weather balloon, and not anything. Like they went, the they went down to the it. shop right in Beijing, and they were like, "I need one of those weather balloons." And also, can you like <laughs> ride in it with me with the the super powered helium blower that you guys have in the shop? Right. I thought side? all they had was a Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's. Yeah, China's only got Bucky's, not Shoprite. Oh boy, I was just I was just uh, informed about Bucky's uh, a couple days ago from one of my coworkers from the south. It's fun. Ooh. Cool story. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. 
Look, man, uh, I brought the balloon <laughs> to the table. What else do you want? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I went here just help. riffed off the stupid balloon for like 10 minutes, and then I was like, oh, I've heard of Bucky's. And you're like, yeah, well, you can go to hell. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. Sean? So- hmm? Have I seen you your have, balloon? Uh, you have <laughs> yeah, have you seen the balloon? Yeah. yeah it's uh, huge. Um, okay, so we've been going for a long time. So I generated a random question. What is a Excellent. hobby or side project that you've been meaning to take up? Balloon detection, <laughs> balloon detection, and retrieval. Uh, hobby that I've been looking to take on, mm-hmm. or side project. So, like something you've been meaning to do but haven't. Like I, I would say that like an extension of a hobby that you have. Like if you wanted to delve deeper into that hobby or whatever. I've got two side project. Uh, there's a blanket I've been needing to make and need to do in the next like three weeks three weeks two weeks uh and i keep forgetting to do it Mm. Uh, and the second one is i really kind of want to get back into like building models uh like gundams and stuff and like i bought one before i moved to north carolina and like got some actual like good tools not shitty stuff that i used to use and like my intent is to like do this very well and not just be like young 13 year old me and like i'm gonna put it all together and like i do and it looks okay but like i want it to be fucking awesome and then i just didn't finish it at all Um, so i want to get back into that it's just you kind of need a good space for that and like dedicated time and currently don't have that Mm i want to get back into songwriting uh, my brother's been inspiring me because he's been my brother in his spare time has been making an album and he keeps sending me the demos and like the remastered demos and all that. And I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I should be doing more of this. Like, this is fun. I should be doing this. So I, I, I would like to get back into that. I start kicking around a couple of lyric ideas uh, in uh, in my, my spare couple of minutes this week. Uh, and then uh, learn to code. Oh. Something I've always thought about doing. Uh, sat down and did like a course a while ago, uh, and that's really the extent of it. But it's always like something like oh, I could do a bunch of different stuff with this, both app- applying it to my day job and also just doing stuff for fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Learn to code. Mm-hmm. Why not? Nice. How about yeah. you, Rich? Mm, I don't know. Um, uh yeah, I mean all of all of the things that I uh, I guess make regular YouTube videos and not just shorts have actual like YouTube content more so than anything else. Um, YouTube's been hating me lately. Uh, 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 anyway, but uh, yeah, probably make more YouTube content. I'm also uh, I joined a Discord with somebody that I'm in another Discord with. Uh, who he wants to do some sort of I guess might be an audio play or something like that that's ghostbusters based and so i'm gonna try to dive into i'm trying to dive into like vo and stuff like that um but i need to read the script and figure out who i want to try to uh read for so Mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't had any time to do that it's like it's a long script too so i'm just like i need to read this whole thing i need to figure out who i want to be but i just haven't had time it's only been about a week since i've joined though so it's not too bad Interesting. Uh, I want to learn how to play the banjo. I have a banjo, mm. and it seems like a real fun instrument. <laughs> like I think it's it just uh, it's like an aggressive bass, 
you know, just real high pitched in your face. I love it. And I bass playing the bass is very relaxing. Like just like, yeah. <laughs> like you got nowhere to be, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd like to learn how to play the banjo. I've had it for a long time, and I've been meaning to try it, but I haven't. So yeah. I don't have the time to dedicate it that I did to guitar, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like some 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 of the skill applies, but like yeah, not all of it exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I I got a I got a bass like six years ago, and I've tried to learn teach myself like an hour a day for like three days and then i stopped mm-hmm. and never picked it back up and it's just been sitting there and i'm like man i kind of want to try to learn this again mm-hmm. yeah brother picked that one up and he was like dude learn how to play the bass like teaches you all the roots of songs and like you, you approach songwriting a whole new way and i'm like i'm sure you do <laughs> um i and I know I, I can play, I can fake a bass. Like I play yeah. a bass like a guitar player would play a bass. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Root notes. And like, you can do some noodling around everything like that, but I'm not a bass player. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it definitely it teaches you new ways to think about and uh, structure music and think about the way you listen to songs. Mm-hmm. But I've got a guitar. So, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> just going to do that. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> well, 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 I'm going to be that peacocking asshole he's like i'm gonna be the guitar player i'm gonna do the solos this fucking guy this fucking guy this fucking is the name dude. of my band where i do the solos uh anyway so that's all we had and uh this is a pretty pretty healthy episode so uh let's call it a wrap by letting you know that you can find our show on all major podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at brose podcast or on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, and if you want a question of yours answered on the air, you can email it to brose questions at gmail.com. That's brose questions at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions to Tess Riley for editing our show to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world famous logo. And you can find Shannon Vogel's work at Shannon Vogel photography and art on Facebook uh, or at her shop on Etsy.com. Um, and our theme music is when by Steven Siebert. And you listen to his work at the free music archive. It's time for some plugs. All right, Rich. Where can people find you on Twitter, and what are you up to? At B underscore Walnuts on Twitter, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. As well as you can check out PodQuest, a weekly nerdy uh, talk show. And uh, I'm going to still mention bonus action, even though I haven't reached out to everyone to record the next set yet. But hopefully I'll we'll do that soon. Sean, what about you? What are you up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hey it's sob, and you can find me at frisbees at ob disc golf. Everywhere except Instagram, where it is ob underscore disc golf. Tim Hansen, where can people find you? On at Tim R Hansen, probably doing nothing. <laughs> probably, probably, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's m k a s z n e l. Uh, this episode comes out on February seventh, so my plug for this week is, uh, well, you know, Phillies pitchers and catchers report in uh, eight days, and that's very important. It's go birds, man! Go birds! Go birds! Go birds. Super Bowl in five go days, birds. man! One, two, three, four, five days till the Eagles go out there and just have fun playing the game against Kansas City. <laughs> what they're going to do. It's going to be fun. Hell Tim yeah. Hansen, we need your official prediction. 
the masses are waiting. The United <sighs> States waits with bated breath, gambling money in hand, to hear what you have to say about Eagles Chiefs in the superb owl 57. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be with absolutely no no input or uh, data from anyone else other than my own bald-ass brain. I'm going to go Eagles 27-24. <laughs> That's where my money's at. Let's see. Uh, hold on. What was it? Eagles had how many points in that score? 27. 27. The Chiefs had, what, what was that, their number? 24. Can, can, Sean, can you call Jake again real quick? <laughs> nope, he's already gone. Yeah, he's yep. gone. Yeah. Not so, that he would have any input on this in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Not that he would know. Sean, yeah. Hmm. Uh. Uh, I'll just, yeah. Tim, Tim uh, do some research on this. I feel like there's some correlation. Between <laughs> anyway, say goodbye. To the gentle listener. Bye. Bye. For Jake Sutherland, Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. Moo. Moo, 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 moo. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds, man. Go birds. Go birds. Sorry, Andy. It's not personal. It's all not personal. It's just personal.